Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm excited and delighted to introduce Brian, who's the founder at Brian Brennan Coaching. How are you doing, Brian? Hi, Tom. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Excited to be here. You're very welcome. Brian, can you start off by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and your career to date, please? Uh, yeah, so um, I guess uh, I've always kind of had a, a passion for digital media um, long before I ever kind of studied it. You know, I didn't even think it was something I would end up working in or doing in part of my role. But like one of my friends used to joke, uh, he'd see me with three screens in front of me and he'd be like, I've, I never see you as happy uh, with three screens in front of you, you know. Um, yeah. But I originally I studied sport and exercise management at University College Dublin. Um, and when I was there, I'd really taken an uh, interest in exercise science and was taking all my electives in that. But what I ended up doing was my research product on the use of social media and Web 2.0 in health promotion. Um, and at the time, influencers were very few and far between. Um, so my research was kind of focusing on the power that social media wielded. So like um, we got this, this powerhouse at our fingertips to spread helpful information. So then after graduation, I got a job with a gym in Dublin and um, I was working there as a personal trainer. The management afforded me the opportunity to run their social media. And then this gradually progressed over a three or four years. And I became the head of digital marketing there before I pursued to uh, before I left to pursue my own adventure. And Brian, what do you see as your main strength in digital now? Um, it's kind of tough to say exactly. I, you know, as, as a sole trader now, I'm, I, I do it all really, you know, I try to bring it all together, campaigns and funnels and stuff like that and social. Um, but I probably would say it has to be the social. It's, um, that would be my main strength. I enjoy making content and I love sharing other people's content. And that's why I was excited to come on the podcast here just to, uh, even just talk to yourself and hear about what you can, you know, you, the value you can provide and the value I can provide. Um, yeah. Like my, my primary focus with the social is trying to be educational, but entertaining at the same time. So um, like if I can bring a value to a follower online, I think it's going to make them think, what can he do for me? If he's doing this for free, what can he do for me if I'm a paying client? Um, and like, still, if look, if they don't become a customer, I still get to help someone get a little bit fitter or healthier online. That's it. Yeah, that's really well said. And, you know, there's a lot of it's a very popular space and there's a lot of great personalities that have come out of the fitness space in general. Um, but what would you say to date is your best campaign work or, or work that you're really proud of? Um, to date, I'll be honest, as a, as a, as a, as a sole trader, as I say, it's kind of pulling it all together. So, um, it's, it's hard to measure the metrics on that, whether you're going with the vanity metrics or the click through, you know, um, but if I had to go back to my former role, um, and much of it was thanks to my team, I would say um, it would be creating a strong brand for, for them. So a lot of, there was only two to three of us on the team. And despite it being a business, a lot of our members in the gym and people around that followed us online said it never felt like it was too businessy. Like they never felt they were being sold to. Um, they were the, they were, they always felt they were getting value and they knew the people behind the brand is kind of the way I put it. Yeah. And um, obviously I, I, it's hard for everyone to visualize, but you do a lot of work in the uh, fitness space. What kind of social media posting or content could you describe to 
potential people that might want to be interested in seeing what you're up to? Yeah, so um, typically you might find me just trying to make uh, what I might consider to be funny reels. Whether my followers find them funny or not might be another question. But um, I'll take some, you know, you might see some trending audios and I'll try to apply them to my industry. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I just think in one off the top of my head, it was, I think it was a Sesame Street audio a few months ago. And it was where Elmo was saying hello to all, all his friends as they come in. And it was one friend he doesn't like. So I feel myself saying hello to all the different pieces of equipment at the gym, bar the assault bike. If anyone has used <laughs> the assault bike who's listening, they know how horrible that machine is. So uh, I just recorded the audio over me talking to gym equipment. Uh, a few people found it funny saying like, um, is this what you do in your spare time? Just talk to gym equipment, you know? Um, well, listen, there's a lot of friends in the gym if you're doing that. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and tell me, is there any particular softwares that you use that really helps you create your social content? Um, later would be the main kind of website I use or that link in bio. You might, people might have seen it on a, a lot of, um, pages where you can just create various links so as you see on instagram you click on that link it's usually one link that can go to a website so i have uh, later set up there and you click on link in bio it'll open up another page and it can actually schedule your content to have a link attached to whatever post you've put out so say if you're posting something for 8 a.m tomorrow morning uh, you can have the link in built into that so you don't have to go and change the link every time you're posting new content and um, the other one I would use would be GoDaddy Studio. Um, it's formerly known as Over. That's a mobile application. Now, I use Adobe, as most people would in digital for, you know, big campaign stuff. But if you're on the go and you have just like your mobile to hand, the GoDaddy Studio um, is like the staple in my arsenal for the last five years. I think it's less than 100 euro per year. And you can like easily make amazing content on the go and post it within minutes to your, to your channels. That's brilliant advice. And uh, in terms of your platforms, is Instagram your go-to? What other social media platforms are you on? Yeah, so I'm on um, Instagram. I use a little bit of Facebook. I have a, 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 um, a page there, Brian Burning Coaching. And then I use Instagram mainly on my personal page and uh, TikTok as well. Uh, so I have a business page on Instagram and then I have just a personal page on TikTok and Instagram. Um, that's where you, you'll kind of find me. Yeah, and, and how are you finding your TikTok at the moment? It's always a large discussion point on the show with a lot of uh, marketers or businesses not on it or wanting to be on it how have you found it for for your business and for your work yeah re like i've only i've only recently got on it so i haven't got the full um uh, full poll on it yet but um like i just have it as up there that's you know brian burton coaching you can check me out on instagram or is it links to my youtube channel sorry i'm on youtube as well so i have um exercise videos there and demonstrations tips on exercises and stuff correcting form things like that but uh on, in terms of tiktok it's uh it's just trying to jump on them trending audios really and seeing like if it's brand awareness i suppose would be the best uh descriptor of it and um then i still see the most the most um interactions or the most forms i get would be through instagram still it's still the strong the strongest platform at the moment for me anyway yeah and and brian in terms of looking for new information is there any go-to places where you find your your latest tips and insights um normally i kind of just look at what's kind of going on the other as i say look at what's trending audios and try to jump on them and make them applicable to my industry but one website i found really useful is uh it's called answer i don't know if you've heard of it yeah, yeah yeah um like you can type in whatever topic you're thinking of creating content in select your country and it'll tell you what people are searching for on google or yahoo or whatever 
um, Yahoo, <laughs> where am I going with that? But, um, but like you could go from what, why, where, you know, can and how. So like people might be asking, how do I do a push up? How do I do a bench press? Um, why should I do strength training? Why should I do cardio? And these are the questions that might pop up when you just type in gym or personal trainer and answer the public. And then you can go create your content plan around that. And do you create written content or do you try and do this video content series that you're currently doing at, to answer those questions? Um, so I've done in the past, I've done some um, video series on like mindset and how to change and things like that. Mainly at the moment, just for time's sake, I do written content because as I said, using that um, GoDaddy studio can create a nice graphic to, um, to post on Instagram or Facebook. And then what I typically do is if I'm creating a short training audio, I'll put the actual value is in the caption. So like, you know, you get on the training audio, gives the person a little bit of a laugh in the, in the, the, the reel, and then they can read further down in the caption of what is actually the value here rather than just getting a cheap laugh. Brilliant. And, uh, in terms of upskilling yourself, is there any areas you're looking into and why? Um, in terms of upskilling, hmm. All of, I'm always looking just for the next thing, I suppose. Like at the moment, I'm actually back in college doing a um, postgraduate diploma in financial management. So just looking at the strategic objectives of my own business and, you know, make sure I'm structuring it properly so I can, um, so I can make it have grow, grow properly and effectively and efficiently because I have completed my postgraduate diploma in digital marketing. So once I finish this, I'll be able to bring the strategy to the table, combine it with my degree, combine, combine it with uh, the postgraduate diploma in digital marketing. So you can see that, you know, click-through rate, um, conversion rate and all the forms and stuff like that. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, I love it. And uh, like in terms of ambitions, is there anyone that you look out for for inspiration? And secondly, yeah, where where do you want to go, Brian, in terms of your coaching do you want to I, I see kind of fitness apps is quite a big one now in in the industry you know for, for workouts and stuff at home on, under a subscription mm -hmm. is that something you would look into or what, what what is the inspiration and and where are you looking in the future yeah so at the moment um i have i have the physical business here in banlaslow county galway um, and that's where i operate out of mainly and that's the the main income but um I also do Zoom, do Zoom personal training and online training. It's just for a slightly cheaper price, obviously, because you'd be training during your own time. And it's definitely something I'm interested in. I've done group training online where I have like a Facebook group and get people, they can get, get that community vibe going as well, because I've got that really strong in the gym at the moment. Um, but trying to get it online is the, the next goal. And, you know, I'm always open to opportunities to create an app, you know, because I think every trainer has their way of, uh, delivering their content or delivering um, their value to our customers. And it's definitely something that I want, want to explore in the future. Yeah. I love it. And uh, the digital industry as a whole, is there anything that excites you that might be coming in the future? It may be specifically to your industry. Yeah. Um, I think um, at the moment I've seen Instagram have introduced subscriptions. Now I'm, I'm only picking up on that recently. I might've missed it, but um, the uh, that and YouTube memberships, I think are really good for our, our industry in particular. Um, but for most industries as well, because you can give out so much really good content on Instagram. And um, one thing I noticed over the years is like, you can get, get yourself away from the vanity metrics. You know, people are always considered with how many likes they're getting and they're looking at, the main thing you want to be seen is that engagement. I haven't seen the click throughs, you know, because I used to always say um, a like is not a euro. 
you know, um, and you can be giving out the best content ever. So I'm excited to see how this uh, subscriptions and Instagram and the memberships on YouTube rolled out because you'll have tiered memberships, I believe in um, YouTube in particular, so that you can create content that's exclusive to your followers. And if you're a, a big time influencer, you know, with a, a few hundred thousand followers, maybe or even anywhere up to 100,000 followers, you could um, be creating the tiered memberships with all your content and make it easily accessible to people for a couple of euro a month. And Ryan, obviously a lot of your work is around a physical location and virtual and, and merging the two. Do you find you have a good catchment area from, you know, uh, the Galway Ban and Slow area? Does people travel from distance to, to see you and, and how do you merge the two? Yeah, um, great question, Tom. Um, so they, they, I've actually got a quite large catchment area. So in the past, in the past year, so I've only opened about a year and a half. It should be two years this January, but when the pandemic hit, um, government marched obviously for, for, for very uh, serious reasons you know we weren't able to open fully in in person so i had to go online and that started off very small it, it really it, it impacted me in the beginning trying to get started because you know people who were ready to come in train me some of them didn't want to go online so two or three of them did say look let's go online and then when i was lucky enough i left dublin some of my clients came with me they just they wanted to continue training with me and um so i still train some of them to this day but as, as the business grew, then my, my catchment areas expanded out to like the likes of Athenry, um, Loch Grey, even the other, going the opposite direction towards Dublin or up towards Moat, Ballygar. Um, so it's quite a wide catchment area. And then you have your your, your locals who maybe uh, travel to Galway for work and they come in early, do their session with me, and then they head off 7 a.m. to commute to Galway. I find that side of things fascinating because you you have obviously the, cha uh, the, the challenge of having a virtual audience and, and growing that catchment, which, you know, that could be anywhere around the world, but then you have a second part, which is this kind of physical point of, of trying to get people in your local area. That's going to go to the gym with you and work in real life, which I, I can imagine you can't really replicate, but, um, have you, how do you find the challenge of, of the two? Do you, is it, is it hard to navigate? How, uh, you mentioned you do workouts in the evening sometimes to, to accommodate virtuals. Yeah. So, um, mainly my virtuals actually would be done in the morning. Um, but it is, it is, it's, it's a tough one to strike the balance because, um, like I have that physical location there and at the moment it's just myself that's working out of it. Um, and I, I do, um, video calls from 6am to 9am Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So, the, the physical location isn't being used at that point. Um, so that's obviously, that's something that I'd really want to improve the efficiency on. But um, it's it's funny you mentioned around the world. Also, I do have a, a client out in Cyprus, which I must give a shout out if he's listening and say hi to Kev. Um, so he trained with me in Dublin for years and then he moved out there. So he still trains with me online um, and he just does his program. And he ch we check in regularly to make sure he's happy with everything. But the challenge between that and the virtual is trying to strike the balance between obviously I'm paying for rent for a physical location, electricity, all these bills. And then you have online, which is just, you've got your, maybe your digital costs, like your Adobe subscription, um, zoom subscription, things like this. So you want to really strike the balance between, um, you know, where, where's the, the return on the investment here? You know, you can't really replicate, um, the, the being in person with a trainer who can physically look and move around you to correct your form. Um, you've got to be really good communicator with people online. And then again, I am very lucky. My clients now, they're, they're happy to invest in getting extra equipment in their homes if they need to. So dumbbells, uh, some people have purchased rowers in the past. Uh, they've installed brackets for TRXs and things like this. 
So I'm very lucky with the clients I get to work with. But yeah, it's 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 a, it's a tough one, and it's a constant everyday kind of battle to make sure you're balancing things correctly. Ryan, and just to summarize with your actual clients themselves, performance obviously. The longer they're with you, I'm sure they they get great results. But is there any testimonials, case studies? How like that's that's really your market done for you? Surely it's uh, it's seeing the results, the physical results of your clients. Absolutely, absolutely, Tom. Um, yeah, like the the approach I take is um, I move away from that six weeks to six pack abs kind of thing. You know, I, I teach people, I educate them on how to make the decisions themselves. When I started out, my thing was like, you're going to be with me for 12 weeks and then you're going to be able to do this. You know, this is my passion is like, I'm going to educate you how to do it. But maybe I was naive in the beginning because then as I grew as a coach, I understood that people want to come into you and they just want to go, Brian, tell me X, Y, Z, and I'm going to do it. You know, and I'll just do what you tell me. And I trust, you build the trust after a while, but they'd be like, I don't want to have to think. This is my hour off. I do what you tell me to do. And that's how, that's how I progress. So like, you know, my testimonials can be seen there on the website, brianbrennan.ie. You can also see some of them on Google there, the Google reviews from some of the clients I've worked with. I've worked with people who've come back from bulging discs and then they're deadlifting 160 kgs, things like this. Now, if you're not into the gym hearing 160 kgs, you might, I don't know what that is, but it's 160 bags of sugar, basically. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, so the the, the testimonials are there. I do focus on the performance. I tell you that, look, you, you may not going to get down to that shredded body fat, but we can get you there if you're willing to put the commitment in because it's a lot It's a lot bigger than social media might let you think. And a, a prime example I always use with people is like, if you were to lose 11 kgs of, of body fat, just say 11 kgs of body fat, that's the equa- equivalent of about 70,000 calories. So if you were to do that, um, and someone's going to pull me up on my maths here, but uh, 70,000 calories divided by 500 calories a day is about 175 days. Um, so that's... get getting my clients to understand it's 175 days until you reach your goal rather than six weeks. You know, you, you didn't put the weight on in six weeks. You're not going to lose it in six weeks without a serious commitment. And I will turn people away have come to me and say, listen, I got, a, I got 10 weeks to this goal and that's it. I'm like, well, what's going to happen after the 10 weeks? So I, I really work on changing their mindset in that regard. Love it. And lastly, Brian, we always ask people on the show a question to try and understand the people behind the roles. If you could bottle up one personality trait yourself that you have yourself and you could pass on to others, what would it be? One personality trait. Um, I like to think perseverance is one um, definitely that I have that I think that's, that's the one thing. And I actually had this conversation with a client recently. Um, I was saying just to, it's about just, it's pushing through it when it really feels like it's not working. You know, you got you got to believe in what you're doing, um, whether that's online in real life, and you got to persevere no matter how things are looking, because the results aren't going to show up instantly. And that's the thing I'm saying there about the 175 days. Your goal might be more realistic, and when you get to that 175 days, it's going to be more sustainable and uh, easy to maintain. Um, and like if you show up regularly, it, it's 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 essentially delayed gratification. Um, and there's actually a, a, a psychology study. If I, I veer off course for a second, there's a psychology study that backs this up. So they actually got a group of children and offered them a marshmallow um, in, I think it was Stanford in the 70s. And uh, the researcher left the room for a few moments, but told the child, if you don't eat the marshmallow, when I return, I'm going to give you a second marshmallow. And the, the researcher left the room for about 15 minutes. And then when he returned, if the child had eaten the marshmallow, you know, that was kind of, they gave into the gratification straight away. 
but the children who didn't eat the gratification or didn't eat the marshmallow here's the interesting part when they followed up with these children like 10 15 years later uh the, the the children who delayed in eating the marshmallow were succeeding better in school they had better health stats and just general success in life compared to those who ate the marshmallow right away so um the level of perseverance that you can put into one thing or that would be the one thing i would try to put into other people if um if i could that's incredible. I'd say I was the kid that ate the marshmallow <laughs> straight away. Didn't even wait a minute. Well, there's all, there's all, there's always time for change, Tom. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for being on the show. If anyone wants to touch base with you, how can they do that? Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok at Bicep Brain, or you can find me on Facebook at Brian Brennan Coaching. Thank you, Brian, and thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tom. Mm-hmm.